Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, another edition of Busted Open's The Masters Class. Again, this show drops each and every Sunday exclusively on the Busted Open Podcast. Also remember, you can hear Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 to noon Eastern Time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Obviously, you get some of the best moments of Busted Open right here on the Busted Open Podcast. And my favorite show each and every week is the Masters Class. And school is in session with Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray. Guys, how are you today? We're wonderful. You only get that enthusiasm right here on the Busted Opens, the Masters class. You fi- you guys fired up or what? You fired up? Bubba, so Bubba fired shook up. his head. We both shook our head. Yes. <laughs> we forgot so this fired up. You're fired up. And I'm glad you're fired up because our Masters class today is entitled Fired Up. And this is talking about some of the hottest angles ever in pro wrestling. And, of course, the usage of the flame and fire and as a fan guys i know one of the earliest stories that i remember in the history of pro wrestling when i became a fan was that between michael hayes and the junkyard dog in mid-south where the flame to junkyard dog's eyes blinded him where he could no longer wrestle he actually reached out to fans and fans sent him money because they thought his career was over and he was never able to wrestle ever again and he needed to feed his family. So he had such an emotional connection with the fans that fans actually did. They sent their money to Mid-South Wrestling in order for the Junkyard Dog and his family to survive. And that led to the big match between him and Michael Hayes in the Superdome in New Orleans, a steel cage dog collar match. That was one of the greatest matches in the history of that area. And guys, especially you two, and I'm glad that it's you two today, because Bully and Tommy, I know that you have guys have dealt with fire a lot in your careers. I know, uh, Tommy, you have the scars on your back to prove it. So when you hear about fired up, Tommy, what's the first thing that you think about? Well, you said First of all, the junkyard dog was blinded by the Freebird uh, hair cream. It wasn't fire. Oh, and sorry. but here's because we always heard he's blinded because he burnt. My oldest one would be the picture of Freddie Blassie getting thrown with the medical talc power powder by John Tolis. And again, it showed burns like a chemical burn 
on his face and eyes. That's just from uh, me as a fan going through wrestling magazines. But I mean, when I think of fire, I think of the Sheik, the original Sheik, throwing that fire ball. And it's funny because I have been fireballed. I have had someone spit fire at me. I have been hit with a flaming chair and I have been put many times through a flaming table. So I think I'm the most uh, sadly connoisseur of being lit on fire and bully has probably put more people through more flaming tables than anybody in the history of wrestling. So it's uh yes, it is a very, very good topic. Um, and it's also topical because we just recently saw Cody uh, put Andrade uh, through a flaming table on AEW Dynamite. So it's definitely uh, on the mind of a lot of wrestling fans right now. Absolutely. And trust me, there is an art to it. Uh, my first ever main event in the ECW arena, we learned the hard way of a flaming chair. We had a towel soaked in kerosene and we taped it to a chair. And listen, uh, fire and tape makes it melt. And then the fire, the flaming towel fell on top of terry funk and terry got severely burned and uh for a long time we did not use fire in the original ecw i once went through a flaming table where they lit the bottom one on fire and then i went through the top one with the public enemy and that was a uh, pretty scary notice when i mean when we're talking about fire it always goes up it's hard to control it when you're throwing it uh, I remember Jerry Lawler would usually be on a knee because it would throw it up. And that also, it's a, you could do it with, you mix two chemicals together or you get flash paper and throw, or there's also the art of a gun that shoots the flame. But uh, Sinister Minister did that in the back of a ECW show and he blew his hand off. Uh, he lost the tip of his pinky. So uh, the moral of all these stories is it's very, very dangerous when you're playing with fire. Well, and, and Bully, before I know you have stories as well, but that's the attraction is that danger. Uh, you know, when it comes to pro wrestling, there is that line when you don't know what's predetermined and what's actually happening in the ring is reality. When you see fire, I mean, it doesn't get any more real than that because even the fans at a certain point can feel the heat from that flame, you know, from their seat in the stands and you're actually dealing with it in the ring. So, when you talk about danger, I think that's the attraction that fans have to it when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, it's uncontrollable, and that's what the allure is. You, you, you're dealing with a prop, a gimmick that has a mind of its own, and no matter how good you are at, quote-unquote, controlling it, you have zero control. You do the best you can with it. You know, today's episode can be looked at from so many different point of views. What brought us here today was, yes, Cody and Andrade using the flaming table. We could talk about their spot. We can talk about whether it was executed properly. We could talk about whether it was done safely. We can talk about whether they maximized the potential of the spot. We can talk about um, whether or not the spot was necessary. We can... Uh, talk from our own personal point of views of uh, of using the flames or from a uh, fan's point of view uh, of, you know, watching other wrestlers use fire. 
I mean, I probably have a lot of the same memories that Tommy has, especially if you look in Japan, if you look at the Mr. Pogos of the world and the Onitas of the world and the Funks of the world and the, the Sheiks of the world who used fire a lot, especially Mr. Pogo. Mr. Pogo was an artist with fire. He could blow fireballs like no other. Um, I remember the, the, the one match that they had, I believe it was either FMW or IWA, where it was the Sheik and Sabu versus... I think maybe Pogo was involved. Maybe Pogo and Anita, where they lit the ring on fire, and the ring basically melted. Yeah, that was FMW. And, yep. Yeah, and and they had to get out of there, and the match did not go as planned because the flames took over, and it was uncontrollable. It was a bad situation. Uh, with the Cody spot with Andrade, you know, mission accomplished. They got people talking. But as uh, you know, Tommy, let me ask you this: Would you with with, with we've had the conversation about ratings? And, you know, you're, you're always trying to get that decent rating. If you're going to do a flaming table spot, wouldn't you kind of tip your cap to it, a, you know, a little bit? Wouldn't you kind of let people know that something like a flaming table spot would be happening on TV? Or would you keep it a surprise? Because I know that if I was doing it, if I was doing it with you, Tommy, and we were cutting our promos back and forth, I would guarantee that this Wednesday night on Dynamite, Tommy Dreamer is going through a flaming table. I mean, would you have rather seen... Yes, and guess what? You did do that when you and I tagged against uh, the Briscoes in Ring of Honor. And we lit a we lit a table at the back of the gym at the uh, Team 3D Academy, and we were like, "Hey, we got to get this promo done once because once this table goes, it's going." So yeah, I mean, for ratings wise, you want to promote it like you know, I'm gonna burn you, or I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna take it to whatever heights. Um, for ratings, yes, I would have, and also because Cody went over. Uh, and when we talk about danger, the reason why Cody had gotten burnt so bad, the moment that table's lit, you got to go. And I could remember the Hammerstein ballroom, uh, bully and I, uh, again, you know, he hit me with the cane. I was deaf, man. I was deaf in my ear. And as soon as that table lit, it's like a, a bomb and it, you hear it. And Bubba's like, go. And because the table starts to melt. And with all that uh, lighter fluid, that's how he got burnt. And you could see it all sticking to his body. And you could see the uh, trying to adjust for the spot to go perfectly. And sadly, Cody took the, the brunt of it all. And you could see his shoulder was burning. His shoulder wasn't burning. It was the table that was still burning. And he had it stuck to his boot because that's plastic or lacquer on the table. Lacquer. And it, it lights. I remember also... And for wrestling fans, you can look this up on an indie show. This was when Terry Funk was, you know, uh, blowing fire with the branding iron. Terry used to use lamp oil. Um, total sidebar. My mom once caught me blowing uh, fireballs in my backyard. And this was pre-internet. And I'm blowing a fireball with kerosene oil, which is disgusting lamp oil in your mouth. <sighs> and doing that in my backyard in Yonkers, New York. It's as embarrassing getting caught, maybe cranking one out by your mom. Which is like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh that's a whole other story. But um Balls had used uh different type of he used barbecue uh lighter fluid and Abdul the butcher had oil on his body and it fried Abby and Abby had scars all over his body for a long time because you're not thinking of these things when you're out there 
It's just like, oh, I'll just do this. But when you mix, like, what do we cook with? We cook with oil. So if you're putting baby oil on, you're going to get cooked. But balls would use Ronsonol. That was the, that, that was, it, remember it was in the yellow bottle yes. with like a blue label. And what Balls would do is he would put the Ronsonol in his bottom lip. He would spray it in his bottom lip and he would keep it almost like a, you know, it's like you put up a t- tobacco pouch. Yeah, tobacco, he would have a yeah. little, like a little pool of, uh, of Ronsonol. And then he would spit it. Now, he, he would only have it there for a second because it's going to rot your gums. But that's how he used to do it. And then when we did Flaming Table Spots, I always used charcoal lighter fluid. Because charcoal lighter fluid will only burn what it's a, put on. So there's a degree of safety. I don't know what Cody used. I don't think what they used was nearly as safe as the stuff that me and Tommy used or the stuff that me and Balls used to use. And Tommy brings up the story about you know, Terry Funk and the lamp oil. One of my favorite Funk stories is one night me and Devon worked against Funk and Sabu in the ECW arena. And this had to be like 2006, 2007. I believe this was like when Shane Douglas was doing his hardcore homecomings and Jeremy Borash was involved. And we knew we wanted to give the arena something. And Spike was there also. And Spike wanted to, he said, hey, let's do a flaming table spot. So we were going to run Spike in and put him through a flaming table and Yada, yada. So I had traditional lighter fluid, but I also had lamp oil with me just in case. And before the match, I'm talking to Terry Funk and I said, Terry, this is what we'd like to do. Spike, we'll have the match. You and Sabu, Spike's going to come down. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to get into the flaming table. But I said, if Terry, if you want to use the fire instead, you do it. You get first dibs. That's just a respect thing because it's part of Funk's gimmick over the years. And, you know, Terry, oh, no, 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 Bubba, you boys, you do it. You have your fun. You do whatever you want to do. You use it. I'm like, Terry, are you positive? Oh, totally positive. Don't even worry about it. He goes, oh, but, but what did you bring? And I showed him the lighter fluid and I showed him the lamp oil. And it's the lamp oil that he liked. And he looked at it and he looked at me and he goes, Oh, you brought the good stuff. <laughs> I said, Terry, are you positive you don't want to do it? It's, it's up to you. You get first dibs. No, 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 Bubba, you got Oh, you get that little spike, you kill him, blah, 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 blah. All right, Terry, no problem. Well, the, the, you know, the day goes on. About an hour before showtime, I go into the locker room, and it was just me, Funk, Devon, and Sabu getting changed in, in this one particular locker room at the arena. And I see Funk putting on his tights. Have you ever seen the long medical grade Q-tips with the big, thick cotton tops? They use them in like surgery to soak up as much blood as possible. I see Funk dipping three of the giant Q-tips in the lamp oil and he puts them in his tights. And I, and I said, Terry, what, what are you doing? Like what I, I asked you and he looked at me and goes, you never know. And I was like, holy shit. He was going to blow fire at me and Devon without us knowing. Because if you know anything about Funk, he's not going to smarten you up because he wants the organic response. So after he said, oh, you never know, I just kept my mouth shut. I smartened Devon up. I was like, I, I'm like, he's loaded right now. There's something going to happen. And there was a spot in the match, and Devon comes in with a chair, and Funk goes into his tights, and I'm yelling at Devon from the floor, it's coming. And he blows a fireball at Devon, 
and Devon picks up the chair in front of his face, the fireball bounces off the chair. And there's a picture on it, and I promise I'll find it. When this episode airs, um, I- I'll put it out there. It's one of the most amazing pictures uh, I- I've seen, with, you know, Funk and Devon, of just how this big ball of fire bounced off the chair. And he was able to do it so well. And that's just something that we were involved in <clears throat> that I'll never forget. But think about Dave. Think about somebody's going to blow fire at you, and they're not telling you. It's not like calling a dropkick on the fly. Yeah, I remember and, and, uh, the double the double table stack, and you lit him when you I think it was Toledo, Ohio, and you sent Spike through that, and Spike had gotten burnt because the flames went down. It's two tables and engulfed them and fell on top of them. And it, it, it again, I could what it looks like is like a nuclear cloud. When that initial hit, it goes up, and you do everything perfect, but you you still you never know. What's going to happen when you stack one table, you stack two tables. Uh, it, it's when you talk about with Terry Funk and Hey, You Never Know, ECW One Night Stand 2006, where uh, Terry came with the, the flaming barbed wire board. He Also, back in the day, we used to use, uh, what are they, Zippo lighters, bub? Yeah. Because Bix might not always work. So you had the Zippo and you drop it on the table. <laughs> there it goes. So... Now we have the barbecue lighters um, that, you know, you saw Brandy use. Terry Funk left during the match because he had an eye injury. He comes back. And as he's going over the guardrail because he had it in his trunks, he snaps the the lighter. The trigger. And it, it gets in half. And in one of the funnier moments, he pulls it out and it goes, ew. And he's like, what the hell happened? And he's having this like normal conversation with Beulah. And he's like, look at this. My thing's not, my bick is not lighting. Look at this. Look at this. And out of nowhere, Beulah to the rescue pulled an extra one out of her boot. Because she knew, because back in the day, we were always like, hey, who's got the lighters? Who's got the kerosene? Who's got, we all had to make all these special players. And she, like when it, something would go wrong, you always need that backup. And she pulled that one. But him walking around, like him in the middle of the Hammerstein and the people going crazy. And you can see this limp uh, lighter. Oh, it was amazing. And then just it happened. And Mick Foley got caught on fire because it caught his fabric. And again, this is just the all the unpredictability when you're you're using these. And they're not props. They're, you know, yeah, that we use them as weapons, but it is always super dangerous. All right. So both of you uh, grade what we saw uh, from Cody and Andrade, you know, from, I guess, the instruments that they used uh, in order to make that flame and how it all uh, panned out at the end. For for what it, it set out to accomplish, which was capture people's attention and get people talking and wow the people, I give them an A. For safety, I'd probably give them a B. And for maximizing the potential, I'd probably give them a C. Because if that's me and I know I'm about to give people something big like that, that's must-see television to me. If you're going to light a table on fire, that's must-see. I remember one time Cody and Chris Daniels lit a table on fire in Texas at a house show in Ring of Honor in front of 500 people. And I looked at them. I go, what the fuck are you doing? Why? Actually, I wasn't there. I said it to them. I said it, I said it to them via text, I believe. I'm like, why would you do that? Well, it was a Texas death match. We had to give him something. You gave away a flaming table in front of 500 people? 
but it's but now you're I just doing shit for yourself. And and that might be an example of it, but this but this is the interesting thing, bully, about 2021, because you say about hey, you want to build that up to pop a good rating on TV, but within 24 hours, that YouTube video that AEW put out of going through the table got over a million views. I don't know where it is Great. right now, but but also it get, because of social media, it got social media talking. So. So maybe it didn't get the rating in the moment, but with people talking on social media and then with YouTube views, again, I think I think the world of wrestling has expanded more than just the rating of their weekly television show. What you just did was told me, okay, well, we got two out of three. We got, we got social media and we got YouTube. The way I look at it, we could have had TV, social media, and YouTube. I'm not guaranteeing you that you would have done a better 15-minute segment rating what I'm saying is, if the babyface guarantees that he's going to lit, light a table on fire, now you have to be parked in front of your television. This is something I have to see. So now, not only do you give yourself the best opportunity to pop the 15-minute rating, which will obviously help the entire show's rating, you're also going to get social media, and you're also going to get YouTube. It's always about maximizing the potential of one particular moment in time. And Dave, you know, we're talking, a lot of people talk about Cody Rhodes and, you know, why are they booing Cody Rhodes? If you want to get your baby face over, you know, you say, I'm going to deliver something that you've never seen before on TNT or something to that effect where you're, you talked about the junkyard dog and Michael Hayes, the junkyard dog walked, you know, through the hood uh, blind and said, no matter what, I'm going to be able to feel Michael Hayes. And they had that dog collar and he beat him. The baby face delivers. I blinded the Sandman. The Sandman came back. It helped me and Sandman's entire feud. But like what he did to me, I did to him. And that helps establish your baby face. And if, if I'm going to say, hey, I've never, I don't know if they've ever done a flaming table on AEW. But if you're going to say, if you want to have your baby face cheered, I think the week before, either Alistair Black throws a fireball or... You do something, and it's like, okay, you want to – not Aleister Black, uh, Andrade. You want to play with fire? I'll play with fire. I, I'll see you at, I'll see you next week. Done. Also, too, if, if it's not a story that you're building up to a promise, was that more of like a heel move, what Cody did? His wife comes in, uh, you know, with the hood over. You don't know who it is. She lights the table on fire, and Cody is putting Andrade through a table. I mean, could people doesn't watch – It doesn't get a heel reaction. Yeah, it gets more of a pop from the crowd of the the of actual move. You're not yeah. going to get a heel reaction, heel reaction for that. And what he they could have very simply done was the week before Cody could have been getting interviewed, and the interview to you know, and Marvez could have said Cody Rhodes next week on Dynamite, you and Andrade in a street fight. Your thoughts? And Cody could have just looked at Marvez. He could have went into his pocket. He could have pulled out an old school book, an old school box of matches. He could have lit five of them on fire and went burn baby burn blow him out walk away now you've just tipped your cap enough to whoa what the what's gonna happen here and, and that's why i say the maximizing of the potential if you're gonna get especially if you're the baby face you're gonna you, you gotta you gotta give yourself the best opportunity to succeed within that 15 second 15 segment second segment
Well, what things that we're talking about from 35 years ago, 40 years ago, even 20 years ago or less, uh, we're seeing it now in 2021. We just saw it in AEW, and we just saw it in GCW as well. And GCW seems to be do- doing a lot more of what we saw 20 years ago now here in 2021. Uh, Bully Ray and Tommy, thanks so much. All fired up is our addition today when it comes to Busted Open's The Master's Class. Don't forget, you only get The Master's Class right here on the Busted Open Podcast. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you rate, make sure you comment. And you know what? Also remember, you can get Busted Open for three hours a day, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon, with myself, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry on SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Producers are very own diva Gabby Laspisa and Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.